0: My guest today is Steve Jolly, a real estate agent in Nashville, Tennessee with Nashville Real Estate Now, part of Benchmark Realty. Steve's also the author of the book Kill Cold Calls, published
1: earlier this year. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. So can you tell me a little bit about your business? What kind of properties do you sell? How long you've been doing it?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I started in real estate in 2005. Um, I have a background in construction and sales, and so I got into the business um, selling REO properties, and that's originally why I became a realtor. Um, And My wife is also a realtor, so we run a small team, and uh, because of my background in sales and marketing, I started doing um, not only my marketing, but I started to do her marketing, and um, over the years, slowly, I transitioned into traditional real estate, but we sell um, to a lot of people that are relocating to Nashville. We have a lot of investor clients and we have a lot of traditional real estate clients um, in and around the the metro Nashville area.
0: You mentioned you were in construction previously. How did you get into it?
1: How did you get Um, into real estate? Yeah, I just started my own um, home improvement company. I was a home improvement contractor. And at the same time, my wife was a realtor and this was back in 2004, um, when she started, and she had a great start um, and what had never been in sales before. And because of my back, and she started bringing me in to ask questions, you know, construction related questions about real estate. And so I started to get more interested, but I never really saw myself as a traditional real estate agent. And um, so she kept after me, asking me to to participate and to think about becoming a realtor. And one day she brought me this thing called REO and said, well, look at this. This is business to business sales, more of what my background was in. And so and so that's what uh, that's what convinced me. I saw I saw that that was a growing business. Um, I saw that they were handing out loans like crazy back then, which I thought was a mistake. So I thought there would be an opportunity there for that business to grow. and. Uh, I never assumed it would be that big, um, but yeah, it was a growing business and it was a great way for me to get started um, was through REO.
0: What does the market today look like in Nashville and what's your day-to-day look like?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, REO is not big in Nashville right now, so that, and that's one of the reasons why a few years ago I started transitioning more traditional real estate. Um, and Part of that is just because the market has improved here so much. People have lots of equity in their home, and they can easily sell their home. So there's the REO market here is really really small. Uh, most of those properties get get bought out before they ever get to the REO stage. Um, so I, like I said, I I do the marketing for both my wife and I. So the morning side is the more my mornings revolve around um, doing marketing, doing prospecting from the home, um, focusing on things that my clients need for the day and I try to save my afternoons for things like setting up showings, inspection appointments, meeting with clients, um, other types of appointments. So I, I devote about half my day to the marketing side and about half my day to the operation side. Um, and one of the first things that I work on every day is staying, um, is prospecting with my clients. I do that a couple of different ways. But I make that the primary goal. So the first few hours of my day is dedicated to working on my business. Um, and then when I have that done, then I can spend the rest of the day working, working in my business. But I think it's important to dedicate that time um, to, for having conversations with prospects and talking to your clients so that, um, so that you can develop those relationships, really. That, that's the key to getting to the sales side.
0: What are some of the strategies that you're using to, uh, to do that?
1: Yeah, I, I do things a little bit differently. And, um, if, and if you read my book, Kill Cold Calls, I go into the whole strategy from beginning to end. So I'll just try to hit on some of the highlights today. Um, I, con- I stay in contact with my, with my prospects and my clients quite frequently. Um, one of the things I do that's different than a lot of people is I send um, uh, some people might call it a newsletter or an email or it's really more it's it's a story based type of information um, that's valuable that I send out to my clients uh, usually three times a week actually goes to my clients my prospects anybody that's on uh, in my database gets a copy of this on monday wednesday and friday so it's just information that's valuable to them i usually tell stories or have some other kind of component that's very entertaining and um and it's a and it's done in a conversational tone so it's done to spark that for them to either hit reply or to pick up the phone and call me back and so it's it's designed to drive those inbound calls and inbound emails so that we can start uh, start those conversations um, which I believe is the, the cornerstone or it's the beginning point for any relationship you have.
0: Do you have an example of one of the kind of story arcs that you might use?
1: Yeah. So I, I use a lot of different things. Um, in, in my book, I talk about 10 different ones, but, um, one of the main ones that I use is I take, um, things either from the news or from pop culture or from whatever's happening now and kind of find, a. Uh, a different story than what the than what you're hearing in the news. I kind of like maybe the backstory or the behind-the-scenes story and try to find out something in there that I can use that relates to business or that relates to um, myself or my clients or something that they're interested or something that's on their mind. So for an example, um, there has been a lot of stuff in the news lately in nashville about how hot the real estate market here is and so um and there was a report that came out um, not too long ago about the that there's not much more buildable land in the inner city and so that the builders are having to move further and further out in the suburbs but that's not where the people want to live so i took that information i distilled it down into something that that was easy to understand um, and I told a, a backstory behind it, and then I shared why it was important for my clients and what they could do with that information. Um, and so, and actually, I got written responses back from that. La- that was that was what I sent out last Friday. I got written responses back from that from my folks because they they and that's how I know people are interested, and in, and so that's when I know I need to dive further into that that relationship and continue to work on it. So that's that sounds
0: of, like you're, it sounds like you're sort of, um, providing value to clients, but then also differentiating yourself with, uh, by creating a nice personal brand.
1: Exactly. Yes, definitely value. Um, and, and, and I think that's one of the most, that's one of the term everybody uses, but not really, not a lot of people understand what value means. And I think that there's a ton of value in your unique take on something. For example, a lot of people will send out um, an email that has information that if you just Googled it, you could find anywhere. Like so, you know, five tips to stage your home or how to get your home ready for the market. You can Google that information and find it anywhere. So I've, I I dig a little bit deeper and find stuff that they're not going to find out there, and show them how important it is and how that applies to what they want to do. And so that your personal opinion and, and or, or another example would be how if you take a look at uh, the, the real estate market data, you can distill that down into something that other people can understand and then give your perspective or your opinion on why this is important. That's very valuable to a lot of people because they don't, they don't get opinion. They get a lot of information. They get a lot of data, but they don't get a lot of opinion. And if they trust your opinion, that helps position yourself as an expert. Um, in their eyes.
0: So speaking of being an expert, you wrote a book about killing cold calls. Yeah. Why'd you decide to write a book and what's been the result since writing it?
1: Yeah, no, I, I wanted to write a book for a couple of reasons. Um, one is just to, because I see so many people making mistakes in in that process where it starts from contacting to somebody till they become your client. And I see So many realtors struggle with that, Um, and myself the same. I struggled through that until I, until I found certain things that worked and helped me develop relationships along the way. And so, one of the things that I'm big about is giving back. No matter what industry I'm in, Um, like currently I serve um, uh, uh, on the Greater Nat or the the Nashville um, Realtor Association. I serve on their board of directors. And so, and I also serve on, in 2018, I'll serve on our MLS's board of directors. Um, but I've also served a lot of different ways. So I think giving back is, is important. And this was just another way for me to give back. Um, but what, what I found is it's, it's um, I knew I wasn't going to, you know, become a millionaire off writing that book, but it also has opened the door for me to develop with relationships with people all across the country who've read my book or have heard me talk about it um, at, at different conferences or, uh, events across the United States.
0: No. Yeah. And that, that makes a lot of sense. I think when people think about creating content or building that personal brand thinking about, Oh yeah, this is going to make me a ton of money directly is probably not the right way. So the way you're thinking about it, opening up doors is, is spot on.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just another way to develop relationships, which I think is so important in this industry.
0: So, talking about uh, developing relationships Mm -hmm. and uh, real estate more nationally, the industry has been changing over the last, say, ten to fifteen years, and seems to be moving faster. uh, Change moving faster every year. What do you think is the future of real estate, and where do you see the industry going?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of talk right now, like about automation and and trying to bring automation to real estate, Um, and I'm all for that in. In cer- certain circumstances, um, like the the, and I I think that a lot of the smaller agents are going to try to be like the Zillows and or maybe like the Redfins of the world and, and try to become uh, dated, you know, data driven and using things like robots and, and automated messaging to try to um, to try to generate and build those relationships. But I think um, a mistake people make is when you let that get in between you and your client. So I try to use automation to um, in, instead of uh, instead of getting in between me and the client, I use I try to use automation to help me bridge that gap between me and the client. So like right now, I don't send any, I don't have any email drips. I don't have any automated emails that go out. Everything, everything that I send out is for me personally to them. And my responses are all the same. And so I think that that, um, although, and I I think it's great that we're moving towards more automation because I believe in it, but I think when you, when you let it get in the conversation between you and the client, I think that's a big mistake that agents should. And I know agents really want to get the look at these messaging bots and things like that. But I think that's a big mistake if they, if they let that take over that conversation for you. Yeah. Losing that personal touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to separate yourself from the rest of the pack from your competition is, is just having a personal touch because it's, you just don't see that, especially with teams and automation. Now you just don't see it as much as you used to.
0: So you've been in the game now for 12 years or so you've written a book. Uh, You've got online marketing strategies that uh, are unique. And so if you could go back to when you first started in real estate and give yourself advice, knowing everything that you know today, what would you tell yourself?
1: Yeah, the first thing I would do would be to, to the, basically the program that I outline in my book, I would have started that back in um, 2005 or 2006 instead of waiting to, to a few years ago. So um, I, one thing that I did was SMART was build a database, and I stayed in touch with the people on the database, but I was doing it like most agents are. I wasn't doing frequently enough. I wasn't giving valuable enough content. It it wasn't always entertaining. And so I didn't see the results from that. Um, but as, a, as the market here in Nashville changed, I was kind of forced to take a different look at what I was doing. Um, and I wanted to use that, that. I had a couple thousand folks in my database. I wanted to use... That information in there to to create some more relationships that lead to clients, and so that's um, that's probably would have been the one thing that I if I had started if I would that I wish I would have started um, ten years ago was really understanding not only building my database but how to work it and how to work it effectively and how to really use it to to focus on the relationship.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That's been echoed many times from uh, other people on the podcast is they wish they'd started earlier.
1: Yes. Yeah, I focused on my uh, sphere of influence on REOs at the very beginning and just stopped right there. Uh, While I was building a database, I should have really should have brought that third leg over and and focused on them, too. And I'd be probably a lot farther ahead than I than I am today.